In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents... Diet starts tomorrow. But I stand behind my decision to avoid salad and other disgusting things. With hosts Remy Casimir. I'll have what she's having. And Emily Lubin. Remember, shoot like you have a secret. We're here to amuse your boosh. Hello and welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. We're back with a Thursday episode. This is Emily. And I'm Remy, and we're so excited to hear your emails and all that good stuff. But first, what's new? Well, I actually, on the way here today, Uh I came across a meme. Great. And I felt it was my responsibility to share it with you. Wonderful. But I need context first. Okay. Have you ever, okay, first of all, are you- Have you ever had a dream youth? (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) don't even know what that is a reference to. Um, are you a sandwich maker? Do you make sandwiches? Yeah. Okay. Have you ever had Dave's Killer Bread? No. Do you know what it is? No. Okay. I pulled up a picture just in case this might jog your memory. Do you, okay. do you see this in the supermarket ever? No. Okay. I'm sorry to this man. It's my favorite bread to make sandwiches with. It has the best texture. It's like really. It looks grainy. It's grainy. It's don't nutty. Like that. It's don't seedy. like that. You don't Gravely, like a seedy. peanut butter crunch. <laughs> okay. Gravel has become a trigger word yeah. for me and I'm not comfortable with you using it anymore. So that's, that's on the no fly list. But it's not, it's Okay. Gravelly is like, I, I do respect. I think you are more adult for liking gravelly things. I think so. Seltzer, yeah. gravelly, adult. I don't like it. I actually don't like seltzer either. Okay. So gravelly does not mean crunch. Like a, it's like just a, like there's a lot going on. I like a simple. You don't like a lot of mix-ins. Mm-mm. You don't like a lot of um, th- things muddying like things the water. to touch. Okay. Okay. Um, that might be an OCD thing. Yeah. But you know what? It's a little tendency. I, I respect it. Or it could be a texture thing. Like It probably is. Yeah. But my point is, I think this bread is objectively pretty good. Okay. It's just, it's packed with seeds and it, it has, it's really high protein, but it's also tasty. Like I, I've been eating, I'm very picky about bread. Mm-hmm. Very picky. I like a focaccia or as my friend Andrea Allen would say, focaccia. Um, <laughs> it's a very Andrea thing to say. So if you have a yeast infection, it's mm. focaccia. Um I like With a, some Parmesan. Ooh, <laughs> I like a pita. Mm. I like, um, I mean, there, there are certain breads I like, but I don't like, you know, big pieces of bread that are mostly air. I love, I love a brioche. I love white bread. My least favorite. You know, I love a biscuit. A biscuit. I, I do like a biscuit. A uh, English muffin. Okay. I, I'm, I take it or leave it for I me. I love a, a sub roll as, you know, Subway sandwich. A hoagie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Not from Subway, though. Yes, for me. <laughs> okay, you're deranged. Um, well, okay, so you're not going to relate to this meme at all, but... But others will. Others will. It was just a, a random meme from a random account that said, 
if you like this bread, and it has a picture of the Dave's Killer Bread, mm-hmm. it said, if you like this bread, you're a liar. <laughs> and I felt personally The meme attacked. is me. Yeah, did you make I it? I made the meme. <laughs> <laughs> She's the meme master. Yeah. Um, I felt personally attacked by it, but I also, I guess it, it's kind of like, it relates to you not liking breads that I like and mm-hmm. me not liking breads you like. Everybody has different preferences. So like what I think is delicious. Yeah. Many, many people, because this is a me, like this must be a thing. Many people think it's disgusting. Okay. So I have two points to make about this. One, people liking different stuff. Tis what makes the world go round. Of course. One time Ben and I went to lunch and we had two Diet Cokes and this couple sat next to us and the guy sits down. He goes, oh, sorry. All they had was Diet Coke. And then they look at us and we looked at them. And I said, (laughs) So you guys don't like Diet Coke. And she said, and I see that you guys do. And I said, and that's what makes the world go around. It's okay. And that's why we can't be friends. No, but we can be friends because if there's a Diet Coke, you give it to me. That's amazing. Sure. And then the second thing I will say about memes and the internet in general is just so, it's always so funny that people are like, can you believe there are people out there who don't have the (laughs) same opinion as me? And they're just like shocked and disgusted every time. And to the point that they need to make a meme out of it. Yeah. Like to the point where they need to plant their flag Mm -hmm. and declare and shout from the mountaintops Mm -hmm. how much they hate this bread and how big of a pussy I am for liking it, essentially. Well, then, yeah, then they make a call about your moral character. My character was called into question. Based on them not liking a certain bread? It's bizarre. And now I I feel like you did call me deranged, though. Remy, can I explain something to you? Yeah. There are certain words that I'm trying to eliminate from my vocabulary, and mm-hmm. these are like the overused words, right? The amazings, mm-hmm. the cools, mm-hmm. the, um, that's pretty much it. Um, like, <laughs> like, 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 like. Sure, like and um, but that that's like very ingrained in me. But, you know, these words that have been used to the point where they've lost their original meaning, mm-hmm. um, you know, awesome. Mm-hmm. I, and that one's a really bad one for me. I use it a lot, but mm-hmm. like half the time, I'm not saying it to mean the original intention, which is inspiring. Yes. Yeah. I'm using it to describe um, a sandwich, your fuchsia sweater. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's not awesome. But anyway, but, so those I'm trying to like limit those words. Yeah. But I'm also trying to bring some words back that I feel like are not okay. used as much. Deranged. Deranged. <laughs> lunatic. I love calling people lunatic. Okay. Looney tune. Looney tune. Fre- certain Do you know French what lunatic wor- comes from? No. It's like becoming crazy by the moon. Oh. It's like werewolf core. Like witchy. Yeah. I think I'm a lunatic. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, I'll make a list of these words. might just be a lunatic you're looking for. You know that song? No. Oh, it's Billy Joel. And I just always loved the way that he said lunatic. Oh, that's Do you know what word I want to bring back? What? Asshat. I love that word. I think it's a great insult. I love asshat. Yeah, because also, what does it mean? This fucking asshat. <laughs> <laughs> You're just an asshat. Like yeah. that, that's a word that never needs to be defined mm-hmm. because it conveys a feeling. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mouth breathing troglodyte. That's a little, that's a little weird for me. Somebody called it. Is called, that from something? So this guy called Ben once a mouth breathing troglodyte because he was like- It sounds like a like, mudblood or like <laughs> it's something you'd hear at Hogwarts. It's, it's like a- like a, like a nerdy, like, no, like well, reclusive gnome. Is. Yeah, but I'm saying like a troglodyte is like a reclusive gnome. A troglodyte. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
did this person think that Ben was gnome like? Yeah, like, he wh- thought he was disgusting, I guess. And <laughs> what was your relationship to this person? Zero. He pulled up next to Ben in a car and Ben like happened to be making eye contact with him and he said, "You mouth-breathing troglodyte." <laughs> That's the insult yes. that he threw at you. Yes. And then months later, we were watching Frasier and somebody called somebody a mouth-breathing troglodyte and we were like, "Does this guy like the same show as us?" Shut up. <laughs> This goes back to the bread thing. It's like, we're not that different. We're not that different. We like different bread, but we like Frasier. Yes. You know? Yes. And to the point that we're quoting it in a drive-by interaction. (laughs) I mean, that just, that warms my heart. Like, I feel closer to humanity after hearing that. (laughs) That's amazing. Can I tell you about a meme I saw today? I just used the word amazing. Yeah, you can. Amazing. It broke my brain, this meme. Okay. It says, so is macaroni and cheese mac because it's short for macaroni or is it because mac m-a-c is an acronym for macaroni and cheese what whoa (laughs) let's break this down shall we Mm. so m-a-c mac and cheese mac and cheese m-a-c short for macaroni Mm -hmm. okay the only reason okay i think i'm gonna debunk this Nobody calls it Mac. Easy Mac. Easy Mac. Okay. No, yeah, Easy Mac. But like nobody, but you wouldn't call Mac and cheese just Mac. No, but then there's that place, Smack. Do you know that place? Yeah, actually. It makes like different types of mac and cheese. Yeah, and they do the cutest thing. They give you, when you get takeout, they put it in a giant noodle case. Cute. Like it's shaped like a giant piece of macaroni. Oh, cute. Like, I don't even like mac and cheese that much, if I'm being honest, but I would order from there just to get one of these mm-hmm. containers. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so smack is S apostrophe M-A-C. There's another mac. So that is mac and cheese. Okay, so you're right. But I, I haven't even made an assertion yet of what I think. I mean, well, what do you think, Remy? I'm not sure. I think, okay, so I did see somebody's argument being like mac and cheese, like it couldn't be an acronym because it's like calling an ATM an ATM machine because it's like an automatic teller machine machine. But why does that apply to but, Mac and but, I agree with that about that, the ATM. But we do do that. Yeah, people do that. Yeah. He, yeah, no, this guy just has a hard on for grammar. Yeah. Um. I. Yeah, no, but what's his point? Like, oh, because that, see, that's what I was saying. Mm-hmm. I, now I understand. That's what I was saying. Mm-hmm. You don't just say Mac. Mm-hmm. You say Mac and cheese. So mm-hmm. if it was an acronym, it would be M-A-C-A-C. Macaque. Do you know what I mean? Mac and cheese. Is this stupid? Can anyone cheese. relate to this? <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody care? Everyone's like, we're just hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to smack. My brain is broken and I'm starving. It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge. And it's delivered right to your door. Make the switch from kibble and give your cat a meal they'll love. We actually sent some to my friend who is fostering kittens and it is the only thing they will eat. It comes in these pate packages and you scoop it and you just feel like you're a chef for your baby kitties and they j'adore it. 
it. Your cute kitty is descended from ferocious desert cats who hunted live prey. Even if your cat prefers to nap all day, they still need fresh protein-packed meals for a balanced and healthy diet. Other brands fill their food with mysterious meat byproducts, artificial flavoring, and preservatives with names I don't even want to try to pronounce. After switching it up to Smalls, 90% of cat owners reported overall health improvements. That's major. The team at Smalls is so confident your cat will love their product that you can try it risk-free. That means they'll completely refund you if your picky cat won't eat their food. Now is the time to make the switch to Smalls. Head to smalls.com slash DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order plus free shipping, baby. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y.com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We got an advice question, a Dear DST question. Mm-hmm. Should should I read it? Yeah. Should we reply to it? Yes. Just so you guys know, we are not dietitians. We are not licensed healthcare professionals. If I'm you, actually quite unwell. <laughs> same. <laughs> same. Like, I, I should be fined yeah. for giving advice. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, here we are. So if you need actual medical advice, please consult your doctor. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, we will do the absolute best we can with the yeah. information that we have. For sure. Dear DST. That's me. I hope you're doing well. I have kind of an advice question. I'm planning to move back to my hometown for the summer before starting school. And since rent is so expensive, I need to have roommates. Normal. Happens. The girls uh, I'm planning to live with are both super into bodybuilding shows and the fitness industry that I used to be a part of before removing myself to assess why. 
That's when I found your podcast and have been living life intuitively without these crazy food and exercise rules I used to place on myself. I still love the gym, but now eat and exercise intuitively, which is good. Um, I'm in a much better spot and know that I'm on my own journey, but I'm anxious to be constantly around girls who are focused on dieting and exercising. I can understand this a lot. (laughs) I can totally understand this. And you know what? Um, There's more to this email, but what I was thinking about after reading this was like how your perception Mm -hmm. of how you think you should be acting, it's all dependent on your environment and Mm -hmm. the people that you're surrounded by. Because these bodybuilders, these women bodybuilders, Mm -hmm. it's a lifestyle. It's not just any bodybuilder. Like, yes, Yes, any bodybuilding, yeah. but I, I'm I'm speaking on this just because yeah. um, I've done research into it. Okay, I actually okay. find it really impressive. We were talking on the last episode, actually, about getting bulky and the, the fear yeah, of yeah, getting yeah. bulky as yeah. a woman and how hard that actually is to do. So these women are just, I mean, you can see it actually every is muscle. Hard. It is so, yeah. so difficult for them to get in competing shape. It's a whole lifestyle. I think it's so impressive. Do I think it's healthy or sustainable? No, but that's its own separate thing. Mm -hmm. People who are into that are into the competitive nature of it and Mm -hmm. they're into the performance aspect. The art form. Um, But it's it's interesting that somebody who used to be like this or found that to be a little toxic, which I have no problem believing that it's it's a little toxic, moves in with people who act like this and now she thinks, Oh, I should be doing this too. When it's well, such an extreme th- have lifestyle. Have you ever heard that thing that it's like you are an amalgam of like the three people you hang out with the most? Yeah. And there's like, something to that. There is 100% something to that. And sometimes I'm like, okay, then maybe don't put yourself in certain situations where you think you might fall into patterns. Like I'm a very agreeable person. I do become the people that I'm with. And so yeah. I have to choose wisely I'm going to be with. Yeah, totally. And I think it's possible that that's hard for her to do because since bodybuilding consumes so much of your life, maybe all her friends still do it. Still are bodybuilders. So maybe she's at the point where she doesn't even know how to make friends without the bodybuilding. Right. It's like, if we're not comparing buys and tries, what are we fucking doing here? Oh my God. That's a whole other thing. You know? Wait, we don't have those conversations anymore? No. Um, Should I continue? Yeah, let's keep continuing. For context... The last person I lived with was my ex-boyfriend of four years. He was super toxic about eating and working out and wouldn't, quote, let me Mm. have junk food in the house. Mm -hmm. He would binge, then complain about being fat and being just an awful person because of how he looked. Not that this matters, but he was very fit. Um, But he grew up in a fat body in an abusive household. Uh Hard relate. Yeah. He always told me things like, I could eat whatever I want as long as I work out harder. Or I'm so much better now that I'm not as fat. Okay, all right. (laughs) Doesn't mince words there. Or that I wouldn't be the same person if I gained weight. So therefore, he wouldn't like me anymore. Ouch. I'm so glad she's out of this relationship because conditional love is the worst. It is. Um, So I'm free from that now and I feel much more empowered about making my own decisions but worried about being in a similar situation. It's mm-hmm. understandable. Yeah. My roommates seem to be doing it for the quote, right reasons and following their own path. But I still think I should have a conversation with them about my history with disordered eating and exercising without raining on their parade. Mm-hmm. Any suggestions? Sincerely left out. Yeah. So I'm glad that she's even asking herself these questions. Like, it seems like we've already made the decision that you have to 
move in with these people. So it's like, what do we do now? Yeah. Um, and I think the context of the ex-boyfriend who was toxic in this way, this really, really reminds me of an ex of mine. Yeah, you it were reminds, talking about your ex who was yeah, toxic too. Yeah, it reminds me. I've, I've lived with a person that I would order food and um, they would insult my food choices and say, these are so unhealthy. And then they would eat them themselves. And it, it really throws you into a frenzy because you're like, why am I not allowed to do these things that you're allowed to do and how come my love's not conditional but yours is and it just makes you feel like a lesser person and all that stuff and I'm glad that she's out of that situation yeah. although I will say and this is not an excuse but it's it, it sounds like that person has a lot of self-hatred totally and he was taking it out on you and that's not okay and it's good that you got out but just know that it had nothing to do with you. It had everything to do with the fact that he hates himself. Yeah. Because he grew up fat and he doesn't feel good worthy. enough. Yeah, yeah worthy. so he has to bring you down, which is annoying. But anyway, we're rid of him, which is amazing. Now we're on to what do we do next? I think you are right on the money with have a talk with them. You have to. You have to like, so with this person that was insulting my eating habits, I eventually was like, you're making me feel really bad about myself. And I don't know if you're trying to tell me that you don't like my body or that you think I'm unhealthy or that you wish I was healthier. But either way, like to me, what it translates as, as like, you're fucking up, you know, and like, I'm disappointed in you. And then that makes me feel bad for hours, if not days. So what I did was had a conversation. I said, this is really fucking me up. Um, you can't say this stuff to me. This is how my brain processes it. Obviously, these women haven't done anything yet. Right. So it's not that kind of conversation. It doesn't need to be confrontational. No. It could just be like, hey, guys, I'm so excited to live with you. But here's the thing. Like, I'm not on the bodybuilding journey anymore. Actually, it was like really toxic for me and unhealthy. And it was like taking over my life. And I don't want to be part of meal planning conversations. I don't want to be part of calorie cutting conversations. We can still talk about working out. I love talking about working, you know, like tell them what's good for you and what's going to make you feel comfortable and then like trigger things that will make you feel uncomfortable. Totally. I think that's the perfect answer. I, I, I don't like to use therapy speak too much, but it's all about setting boundaries. Exactly. And then once you yeah. set them, they'll know yeah. that they're there right yeah. now. They don't know they're there. So, and explain where you're coming from. I'm, this is no judgment on you guys. I think you guys are amazing and I'm really happy for your journey. And proud and what, of you. And proud of you. But for me, this didn't work out. And I think that they'll understand that. I think anyone who's a true friend would understand that. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, even maybe not a true friend because like it's the most understandable thing to me. This is yeah. not just like I live with girls who like to go to uh, Zumba together. This is bodybuilding mm -hmm. it's a whole lifestyle and it's not for everybody mm -hmm. and i think you're completely within your right to be like this is toxic for me so yeah you know i'm gonna support you guys from the sideline mm -hmm. maybe i'll even come to your shows mm -hmm. to your competitions um but i just don't want to be a part of that it's not good for me i think it's always best to frame things like that um in terms of how it affects you like and I think the same mm -hmm. thing about having a conversation with a parent who says yes. uh, negative things to you about your body yes. or what you're eating yeah. to say, I, it makes me feel bad when you question what I'm eating. Mm -hmm. it, it brings me into this negative place. 
where I, I just feel not good enough. And yeah. I feel, you know what I mean? If you frame it that way, anybody that, that loves you doesn't want you to feel inadequate or bad. Also, they don't know that you're not on this path anymore. So the things that they might be saying, oh, did you know that that's actually like 200 calories when I thought it was 100? Nah, nah, nah. You know, like they might be thinking that they're helping you. Yeah. Just clarify that that's not helpful for me. That's not what I'm trying to do. And it makes me feel bad. Do you think there's a universe in which she could not say anything and still live with them? I'm sure she could, but I think it would get to somebody would say something and she might knee jerk be like, can you not? You know, like, yeah, I I, f- I think it's better to have the conversation before the blow up happens. Yeah, because it's inevitable, right? I mean, even if it's not a, a blowout fight or even if it never becomes a thing, it, it might just give you anxiety and yeah. that's you don't want to be anxious with people you live with yeah I I used I had an experience where I lived with people that I felt really uncomfortable around uh-huh. to the point where I didn't even want to leave my room and it's just mm-hmm. not a fun spot Mm-mm. to be in it's really not and you get locked in with that lease mm-hmm. and then um and then you like can't even feel free in your own apartment that's why I want to avoid the tension Like, I just want it to be like this one, hey, we're moving in and Mm -hmm. here are things. And do you guys need anything from me? You know, like, is there anything that you have boundaries in this conversation? And like, this is just a moving in conversation. Yeah. You know, you could even call a meeting uh, and say like, hey, we're moving in. Like, let's just maybe set some ground rules. I mean, you don't have to say it like that. When I moved in with my college roommates, we had a thing. It was like. Got clothes, share them. Have a boyfriend, dump him. You know, like just set the rules. <laughs> <laughs> those are good rules. Yeah. I, I like those. I'm going to adopt those. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think that's that's pretty much all I would say to this person. But other than that, it seems like you're doing a really good job on your... Totally. I'm, I mean, I don't know your full history, but getting out of what sounds like a very toxic relationship mm-hmm. and a lot of trigger points with body image, mm-hmm. and I, like it, it's an extremely hard thing. I didn't even realize how common that was, too. In um, relationships? Yeah. Like, I, I never realized, because I... Oh, my God. I never had a boyfriend before this one, my current one. Oh, Emily. Yeah. So my just, boyfriend's my second boyfriend. Wow. So I'm a little more experienced than you. <laughs> Remy. <laughs> but my first boyfriend was that one who made me feel so insecure about food. And this is a, a dark story, but um, one of my friends brings it up to me very often. Whenever he sees me just like enjoying food or whatever, he's like, remember the point that he got you to? where we were at this place called Hamburgers and Cupcakes. Sounds like a blast, right? Great duo. Right? I'm there with Name my Name a more friends. iconic duo. Yeah, I'll wait. <laughs> um, and I had a burger and my boyfriend at the time showed up and I immediately took the bread off the burger and started eating just the patty. And my friends in the moment got mad at me because they were like, ew, don't like cower to him or whatever, but mm-hmm. like, it was very indicative of like what he was doing to me at home and the things he was saying to me at home. Um, and it was just like a very clear. Did you have like his voice in the back of your mind, yeah. like telling you what to do? Well, I or- also didn't want to get yelled at when he came. Oh, really? You're eating a burger. And that is so what was this guy's story? If you don't mind sharing. I mean, you don't have to share if you don't want to, but. 
I would say that he is also coming from a place of not totally loving himself, but also loving himself a little too much. That fun <laughs> intersection. What, yeah, that's like the perfect cocktail of mental illness. Um, yeah. I think 99% of the time when someone close to you bullies you like that mm -hmm. or tries to plant little seeds mm -hmm. or tries to, you know, make you think that these things are wrong to like dictate your choices when it comes to your body. Mm -hmm. I think 99% of the time, it's just because they're unhappy with themselves. I mean, but it was similar to this guy who was saying, I wouldn't like you if you gained weight. Like he was saying that to me, well, not having sex with me. He was letting me know that I was repulsive and I was also a very low weight at this point. Right. So that can get really, really hard for people in relationships to not realize that like, Something is something's wrong, you know, like this isn't how you need to be treated. That's an even bigger thing, too. Like if anybody says to you, oh, if, if this happens to you, I'm not going to be attracted to you anymore. OK, bye, bitch. How can I feel safe in a relationship like that? What happens if I develop a thyroid problem, which I have now? Oh, do you? Yeah. I, I just got diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which oh, causes wow. you to gain weight. Yeah. Um, A lot of people in my family have it. But like. Well, it's it, it, can, it makes it easier to put on weight. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would be terrified to still be dating him at this point in my life and tell him that diagnosis. Yeah. And that sucks because that's not within your control at all. Uh -huh. Or they um, look at your family members. Oh, don't become that or else I'm not going to like you if you become that. Oh, God. And, the, and <laughs> your whole self-worth is like just like thrown off. So I don't like how we do that. And kind of in both directions, like say, you know, oh, your parents look like this. So like, it's all going downhill for yeah, you. Or yeah. the other side of that, which is like, your well, your parents are so hot. Yeah, You're like, gonna be can so you not? hot. I went to a wedding recently and the father of the fucking groom uh -huh. included in his speech, like, oh, you know, they say that, uh, Girls always Look end like up looking mother. like their mothers, so it looks like you're in for a bright future. And I was like, yeah. did, did he just talk about how the mother of the bride is, is hot? Is your wife cool with this, you fucking <laughs> I weirdo? I guess she was, but I just don't understand how that's acceptable. I'm like, excited that my son's going to be fucking someone hot until he's old. Because that means something to me. It's like I'm fucking someone hot. Yeah, tangentially. Tangentially. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we wrap up? Hell yeah. Uh, good luck to this listener. Oh, yeah. You're going to have an amazing conversation, I think. If you don't, write us again and hopefully we'll be able to coach you out of getting out of a lease. That's actually a good point. You could send us an update. <laughs> yeah. I would love an update. I would love an update. Yeah. And to do that, be sure to send your dear DSTs and any other questions you have to DST at Betches.com and get them answered. Mm -hmm. Also, follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram. If you liked this episode, write us a review. And don't forget to check out our DST merch on shop.betches.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And of course, follow me at Lubination. And me at Remy Casimir. And remember, we're always with you. Through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Aliza Zinn. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Aliza Zinn. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com or your voicemails to 212-287-5650. 
Betches.